This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Father, we are in your presence. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We want to be changed. We want to be renewed. We want to be ministered to. Let your word come to us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to understand the depths of your word. You desire for us to change. You desire for us to be renewed and revived and transformed. Even today, Lord, we pray that the work of the, the work, the working of your word will be evident in our midst. The word will come to us the way you want it, want us to understand it, the way you want us to receive it, Lord, the word will come to us. We ask for you, Lord, that you'll send it to us, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We've been looking at a very interesting topic, very pertinent topic, I would say. We're looking at, of course, the seed principle. And last week we were looking at, uh, uh, no, we were looking at the seed gathering and the two, the two aspects um, in which this, this can be applied, the principle of seed gathering. It applies to the way you approach God's word, one. It also applies to the way you give unto God or give. Okay, let's just say give. So there are two aspects to it. One is how you approach God's word. The seed gathering principle works for you. The way you approach God's word, it also works in the way you give. And we looked at the first one last week, our approach to God's word. We looked at it in detail. Uh, we might revisit it again. But uh, for today, let's continue our uh, meditation on the gathering of the seeds and the area of giving. Amen. Let's read from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. He supplies what? It's a seed to the sower and bread for food. Amen. He will supply the seed for sowing. He will supply the bread for food. Your giving is equated to sowing. Your giving is equated to sowing. Another the earlier you recognize this principle and apply it into your giving, you will really start to see a different way of living. Amen? You will begin to experience the whole new dynamics of Christian living. If you can understand how your giving is equated to sowing. And I hope nobody here struggles with this understanding because it's so clear in God's word. The Bible is very clear. In fact, the passage that we just read, which is the passage that we just read? 2 Corinthians 7 9 is, is talking about? It's talking about giving. It's, about, it's talking about the incredible gift. What is that incredible gift? Giving, not the car uh, in your porch, not the, the suit in your wardrobe, or the gadget in your pocket. It's talking about the incredible gift is the gift of? Say giving. So say it with a smile, say giving. How many of you see it as a gift? It's a gift to give. It's a gift to give, to be able to give. It's a precious gift. Amen? And uh, let's read that passage one more time. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 1 onwards. For it is superfluous for me to write you about this ministry to the saints. So Paul is writing to the Corinthian church and he's saying, you know, I don't really need to write all these things to you. It's superfluous. It's because you already know these things. It is superfluous. Why did, why did Paul write it again? Say for us. The Corinthian church already was practicing this. The Corinthian church was already in this. They had a lot of problems, but Paul was fixing those issues by the word of God. He was giving them word, correcting them, mentoring them, pastoring them. And then, this is in the second letter, Paul is commending them, appreciating them for this incredible gift. And he's saying, it is superfluous for me to write to you about this ministry to the saints. For I know your readiness. 
Paul is saying, I know about your readiness, of which I boast about. Paul is boasting about this. For of which I boast about you to the Macedonians. I hope you are being boasted about. Not by yourself. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Are you with me? The eternal word of God contains Paul's boast about the Corinthian church. Think about it. The eternal word of God contains Paul, the apostles, boasting about the Corinthian church. For this is, it is superfluous, superfluous for me to write to you about this ministry to the saints. He calls it a, it's a ministry. How many of you want to be in ministry? Only a few. One more time. How many of you want to be in ministry? Okay, start with this ministry. Start with this ministry. Hallelujah. What is the ministry? It's a giving. Giving. Everybody can give. The small boy gave. Did a small boy give? Huh? What did he give? Five loaves and two fish. Everybody can? Anybody can? Give. So it is superfluous for me to write to you about this ministry to the saints. This ministry of giving to the saints. For I know your readiness of which I say readiness. So giving requires? Giving requires? Giving requires? Hallelujah. I know your readiness of which I boast about you to the Macedonians. Namely that Achaia has been prepared since last year and your zeal, say zeal, has stirred up most of them. Hallelujah. You need to be zealous about giving. Say zealous. Say ready. Say zealous. Say ministry. Okay, I'm, I'm putting all these words around the word giving. Okay? Say giving. Say ready. Say zealous. Say ministry. Hallelujah. Say boast. Start... Start to see giving differently. You got to start to see giving differently. Let's do it one more time. Say giving. giving. Okay, now I'm placing these words around that word. Say readiness. readiness. Say boast. boast. Say ministry. ministry. Hallelujah. Say preparation. preparation. Say zeal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I have sent the brethren, so Paul has sent the brethren, in order that our boasting about you may not be made empty in this case, so that, as I was saying, you may be prepared. But Paul is anyway sending the brethren ahead of him, so that his, his boasting will not come to nothing. Because he is boasting. You should check out the Corinthian church. And of all the churches that I'm apostle over, this one church, these, this church has really got it concerning giving. You don't have to be worried about them at all. I hope, I hope the church will get, will get talked about like this. Amen. Amen. And then Paul is saying, but nevertheless, I know about this. I know that you're ready. Your zeal has stirred up, stirred up them. Your, your preparation, your, <coughs> your, your, you're looking at this as a ministry. I know about it. But still, I'm going to send the brethren because I don't want my boasting to come to nothing. I don't, I don't want my boasting to be in vain. So I'm going to send the brethren so that you will re really be ready. You'll re really be prepared. That you may be prepared. Verse 4. Otherwise, if any Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, we, that is Paul himself, not to speak of you, will be put to shame by this confidence. I'm having so much of confidence in you, but I'm going to send the brethren anyway. By way of order, by way of reminder, I'm going to send them to you. So that when some other people from other churches, when they come with me, and I've been boasting about you so much, when they come and see you, I don't want us or you to be ashamed about the confidence that I had about you. So I'm going to send the brethren, okay? So I thought it necessary to urge the brethren that they would go on ahead of you. So he's sending these brethren, and they, he's urging them to go on ahead to you, and arrange, say arrange. So these are words you must always connect with giving. Say arrange. Say arrange. Make arrangements about giving. 
make arrangements about giving your giving should not be like you know you get up in the morning and you you put your hand in the in the pocket and you don't know what is there and there's no arrangement no your your giving must be very purposeful very arranged well arranged well arranged now i encourage you if you're giving money to somebody put it in a cover and give well arranged say well arranged arrangement are you coming with me hallelujah i'm telling you if you if you receive this word is going to change your life is going to change your life and i know it but it's up to you but i really want to encourage you to take this word to heart this is going to change your life say arrange say prepared say zeal say ministry say readiness hallelujah what i'm talking about i'm talking about say giving hallelujah so i thought it necessary to urge the brethren that they would go on ahead to you and arrange beforehand your previously promised say promised giving is a promise giving is a a promise let each one give as he has purposed in his heart the bible says your giving is a promise don't be afraid to make promises now we we just practiced it recently pledge your seed to the anniversary towards the anniversary of the church pledge your seed it's a promise now you must be bold enough to go and tell people i'm going to get you this but and then then stand by that amen stand by that promise hi with me say i'm giving you boldness to give god wants to give you boldness in this in this area be bold be confident that's right be confident hallelujah god wants to make his boast concerning your giving god wants to boast about you so i thought it necessary to urge the brethren that they would go on ahead to you and arrange beforehand your previously say previously so there is a revelation in every word in god's word amen say previously so your 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 giving should have something it it requires something to be something to be done previously amen a preparation a readiness a zeal amen say promise previously promised bountiful say bountiful don't give sparingly don't give sparingly now if you if you're looking at 100 rupees and say okay that is sparing that's not what i meant your sparing is determined by god because god knows how much you have the two mites is bountiful giving the two the two copper coins was bountiful giving it was 100% so don't look at the the number of notes don't look at the 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 weight of your gift look at the percentage that is to you are you with me be a bountiful giver when you give give bountifully say giving let's do it one more time say giving say ministry say boasting say readiness say preparation say zeal say boasting one more time say confidence say arrangement say previously say promise say bountiful so that the same would be ready say ready as a bountiful gift and not affected by covetousness hallelujah so he is sending the brother in head so that what they promise they will deliver what they promise they will give because there is a tendency in man to be covetous there is this tendency in man to be covetous your giving must not be affected by covetousness you know many times we want to give but then we have second thoughts ah huh? ananas and safira that's right oh good example ananias and safira they wanted to give but then they decided to keep aside a portion with them that is called covetousness that is not new testament principle of giving that is not godly principle of giving when you want to give you have purpose something you have decided on something give stick to your promise before god and before man you told somebody i'm going to give you this give otherwise don't make the promise that's right that, that that's why this requires preparation you need to prepare 
and tell that if you're giving somebody something to say i'm i'm going to give this to you on so and so date before so and so date let let it be very plain let it be transparent amen transparent without strings attached oh i'm i'm loving this i'm i was not planning to say all this but i i'm i'm like you know this is how i do my study personal study then i'll go back and read again say giving say it loud say giving say ministry say readiness say boast say preparation say zeal hallelujah say confidence say arrangement say previously promised say bountiful say not affected by covetousness hallelujah and then he goes on to say now this i say he who spare he who sows sparingly will also reap very simple principle you know this uh, like i like i said last week even a little kid will understand if you're sparing if you're sparing in your sowing your reaping will also be sparing you sow sparingly will reap sparingly but if you sow bountifully you will reap bountifully and you must you must have such a confidence about this gift that you will do the impossible with your giving your pocket is empty you don't have a little, even a penny in your hand but you've committed to god you're going to give and then comes the money or the, the provision that is required to to sow first is sowing giving that's right sowing so the covetousness will say eat first are you getting this the covetousness will say eat first i experienced this at the camp okay should i say it should i not say it should i say it should i not say it should i say it by way of testimony okay on my birthday morning somebody came to me and gave me a cover okay should i say it should i not say it <laughs> say this is for your birthday i want to bless you with this a cover the moment i touched the cover the lord said that is not for you give i didn't even open the cover it was the cover was given to me i put it in the pocket and the lord said this is for you i didn't have money that day in fact so i put that cover in the pocket and the lord said give so this is exactly so he said so i said okay i'm going to do this and uh, the lord said whom to give okay so within the next 10 minutes i gave the urge to covet was there i have to admit but having somebody who tasted of this gift so much in my life i decided i'm not going to covet but i'm going to so give i'm going to give so i found the person and said i want to give something to you and i gave that's when i you know i checked how much it was and i gave yeah by the evening somebody else came to me and gave me another cover almost four times the amount of what i got in the morning but this time the lord did not say give the lord said keep in fact he said keep so i kept both the times i didn't check how much was there before i decided i had waited for the holy spirit to tell me what to do with it so this is how you must operate in your in your giving you must be very confident no you oh but this time i don't have anything with me i have my purse is empty uh, you know i have a lot of needs lined up no be bold be zealous be prepared have make the arrangement with the holy spirit the arrangement with the holy spirit must be there amen, amen. the preparation should be there the readiness should be there hallelujah are you happy that i got some money yes. the way you look at it why he didn't give that also hallelujah say god is good god is good see this is i'm just being an open book before you so that i can teach you on this this is something the lord taught me one of the first lessons you can ask my wife also one of the first lessons that i've learned in my walk with the lord is the lesson to live by faith and the lesson to give so i've learned it i've i've had the privilege of learning it from people who have practiced it to the fullest and uh, you know i am a beneficiary of uh, all that so i encourage you you must be a, a bold zealous uh, prepared uh, bountiful cheerful giver 
Look at all the words associated with giving. Cheerful, bountiful. Hallelujah. Each one, verse 7, each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good work. Always, say always. Always. Hallelujah. Don't give grudgingly. Don't give out of compulsion. Don't give like that. Give cheerfully. You want the giving to bless you, you must give cheerfully. Amen. Smile and give. Laugh and give. I encourage you to laugh and give. Have a good laugh. Worship and give. Amen. Don't be like, oh, what to do? You're having all kinds of thoughts going on in your head concerning what are you talking about? A few, maybe a few, few notes, few currency bills in your hand. You're talking about that. How much you are attached to those things. Look at how the first century church freely spoke and taught about giving. It was very easy for them to teach. Very easy for them to teach about this. Today, this topic has become a sort of like a, a taboo in church. It's an untouchable topic. Pastors will have to fast and pray before they open up this topic. They have to fast and pray for so many days before, Lord, let nobody in my church misunderstand me. Let nobody think of me as a, a, a glutton, a, a lover of money and this and that. And then finally, the Lord have, will have to give signs after signs after signs. You will have put so many fleeces outside. And then finally, you're convinced, okay, go ahead and teach this. And after the first session of teaching, something will backfire. And then you, this has happened to me. This has happened to me. I'm, I'm just saying, my wife knows this. But I want to tell you, the sign of revival in the church is unhindered and in-depth teaching on this topic. I'll wait for you to catch up with that. Okay, I'll, I'll wait for you to catch up with that revelation. The sign of revival in the church is unhindered and in-depth teaching on giving. Amen. Not just there, it stops there, it does not stop there. Accompanied by generous and bountiful giving. So when the church receives this in-depth and um, unhindered teaching on giving and they start to practice it, hallelujah, that's sign of revival. That's sign that you're ready to go. Oh, somebody has to. That's a sign that you're ready to go with Jesus. If your pocket is still heavy for you when you walk, you can't walk because your pocket is very heavy. The notes in your pocket, the wallet is very heavy for you. You're dragging your feet. You know why? You're so connected to this earth. The moment you open up to the, the teaching of God's word and realize that these things are, these things are, these things are, say nothing. But the real treasure is up there. Amen. You will feel light about these things. Your pocket will not sag. Your pocket, your wallet will not like, you know, bulge out. You can freely walk. I hope you can freely walk in the kingdom. Please, please, please. I hope you can freely walk in the kingdom. You feel light. I hope none of the things of this earth are pulling you down. I hope you don't have a root under your feet. I hope you don't have a root under your I, the, the soil under my feet is mine. This is mine. That is mine. Everything is mine. If I'm going to go to heaven, I want to take all these things with me. And you've already um, placed the order with a, a packers and movers. When I go to heaven, I want to carry all these things. That's how you're looking. I want to take that. I want to take this. I want to take that. All these things should come with me to heaven. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. You will stand before him empty-handed. But then... He will fill your hands, hallelujah, with the crown of glory and all the rewards that 
no human words can ever describe. That's right. Be faithful with the, the little and he will entrust you with much. Man, praise God. Giving is the first follow-up of repentance. Giving is the first follow-up of repentance. The gospel, the sign that the gospel has reached to a place is, in, is found in giving. The sign that the gospel has reached a place is in the way the people give. I'm waiting for you to catch up. Some of you are really slow. You're just dragging your feet. I said, the sign the gospel has reached a land is evident the way they start to give. They sold all their possessions and brought it and kept it at the feet of the apostles. When is the last time you saw something like that? I'm tempted to say so many things by way of illustration, but I can't. I'm not permitted. So many things. When is the last time you sold gold? Hello? Oh, gold is so here. Oh, I didn't know that. When is the last time you sold? Gold. When is the last time you gifted somebody, not your wife or your daughter or your girlfriend? When is the last time you gifted somebody with a, a diamond outside of your family? Forget a diamond. Say, give me something else. I'm, I'm lost for words. I'm lost for ideas. Gifting ideas. Huh? Bracelet. Bass guitar. Man, when is the last time you gave like that? When is the last time you, you sold something valuable, something precious? Now, I don't want anybody, okay, gold and all is for rich people to give. Not really. Not really. Not really. I didn't talk about the quantity of gold. I just mentioned gold. Is this one chain that you have? Give that one chain. That is if the Lord puts it in your heart. But the thing is, you are so guarding your one chain, even if the Lord says a thousand times, you cannot see that chain. Giving is the follow-up of repentance. A person who truly, truly repents is no longer tied to his wealth and his possessions. That's right. Brilliant. I, was, I had it in my notes. A person who is truly repentant is no longer tied to his possessions or his wealth. Example is, say Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus wanted to just see this Jesus. Just wanted to see him. Didn't have any other agenda. Okay, let's go there. Luke chapter 19. And he entered, verse 1 onwards. And he entered and was passing through Jericho. And behold, there was a man called by the name Zacchaeus. And he was a chief tax gatherer. And he was, and he was rich. And he was rich. Didn't have anything else to say. He was rich. And he was trying to see who Jesus was. And he was unable because of the crowd. For he was small in stature. He wanted to see Jesus. But he was not, you know, not as tall as the others. So he was finding it difficult. So, but this man was desperate to see Jesus. And he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus for he was about to pass through that way. Jesus was about to pass through. So he just decided, okay, I can't see Jesus like this. I'm going to climb on the tree. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. <laughs> he looked up. Man, may the Lord find you up, up, up the sycamore tree. May the Lord find you up the terrace. Wherever you are hiding but wanting to see Jesus, may you be found by him. Amen. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly, joyfully. And when they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, he has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. 
And Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. Four times is 300%. Four times. And Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. So how did Jesus infer that salvation has come to him? When he said, I'm going to give half of my possessions. When he said, I'm going to give four times return for, to, the, to those whom I have defrauded. See, the sure sign of repentance is found in giving. If you're not giving, there are there's an unrepentant heart somewhere within you. If you're not giving the way God wants you to give, you're still unrepentant. You may have repented enough to receive your salvation, but you're still walking in unrepentance before God. That shows the way you deal with your giving. Man, are you with me? See, what happened to the parable of the hidden treasure? Remember that? Parable of the hidden treasure. A man came and found, uh, he was considering a field. He found a treasure hidden in that field. He realized this, this land has got treasure. So what did he do? He went back, he sold all his possession and with that money he bought this land. Knowing the treasure in that land is much more worth of much more worth than all the money that he had. The other story of the person who found the pearl, the costly pearl, the precious pearl. He found a pearl. He or she? He. He found a pearl. And what did he do? He sold everything. And he bought the pearl because he realized that this pearl is much more precious than everything that he ever had. So if you're still so connected to the things of this world, it means that you're walking in unrepentance. Give. You want to be, you want to be, um, you want to have in bounty. How many of you want to have in bounty? Practice giving now. Don't wait to give once you have received in bounty. But practice giving now. So now this is all, these are all lessons that I've learned in my life. And this works, I'm telling you. And I'm, I still practice it. And I encourage you also. You, you practice these things. Practice these things. You give and see the benefit it brings. It's a sowing. The principle is sowing. You may have to wait a little long, but it's sure going to come. Amen. Be a, be a diligent farmer who sows. Sowing all the time. Giving all the time. Purposefully giving all the time. Making arrangements to give. Amen. Cheerfully giving. Purposefully giving. Amen. Amen. Prepared all the time. Zealous about giving. Ready about giving. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A few things that I have noted down. And I'm going to just read it out. And let's see how the Lord ministers. Giving is an overflow of your righteousness. Giving is an overflow of your righteousness. When, when Zacchaeus met with Jesus, he met with righteousness. When Zacchaeus met with Jesus, he met with righteousness. The very first thing that Zacchaeus did was give. When you're filled with the righteousness of God, the overflow of righteousness will manifest as Oh, three people are going to give. When you have received of the fullness of God, which is righteousness in Christ Jesus, is going to manifest in your life as giving. Now people will look at you and say, okay, this man is truly saved. This person is truly saved in the way you give. Because he's no longer... That's right, he's no, he's no longer tightly holding on to the things of this world. It's an overflow of righteousness. A, a Christian cannot struggle with giving. Oh, somebody help me on this. A Christian cannot struggle with giving. You have freely received, so you're going to freely? Simple principle, right? Did you have to pay for your salvation? How many of you paid for your salvation? You know, like how they accuse us, no? Oh, all these Christians, they convert people by giving money. How many of you had to pay for your salvation? Did anybody pay for your salvation? And what does the Bible say? Freely receive. Freely give. It's a principle. Man, think about your salvation. He who has been forgiven much will love much. 
the one who is forgiven much is loving much giving Amen. giving worship giving in worship Amen. hallelujah expensive perfume that's right you're giving is part of your worship hello you're giving is part of your worship it is the righteousness of Christ in the, in you which will enable you to walk in this Christ likeness giving is Christ likeness he gave God gave his only begotten son he gave his own life he laid it down for us amen so that is Christ likeness so when you're walking in the consciousness of Christ this this will manifest in you giving will manifest because it is Christ likeness to give amen hallelujah and see I'm, I'm gonna mention a few things which are mentioned which which I came across in this very two two chapters in in second Corinthians chapter 8 second Corinthians chapter 9 talks about giving and the the next thing that I want to tell you is giving is your advantage giving puts you in an advantage you know that how many have experienced advantage in giving you give it puts you in an advantage your future gets secure when you practice giving your future gets secure when you practice giving all of your needs get covered under your investment in the kingdom somebody receive this somebody receive this all of your needs all of your needs gets covered it gets covered everything every need of yours will get covered you'll get covered when you invest into the kingdom because it's a godly trait godliness is profitable for for all times amen hallelujah it puts you at an advantage giving puts you at an advantage giving is the proof of your love you read that in this passage you can read all this you'll 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 come across uh, that uh, that it is connected to righteousness you'll come across that it gives you an advantage giving is the proof of your love paul mentions about that that your proof that the proof of your love may be evident that the proof of your love will be evident it's a proof of your love it is unless you give you cannot prove your love david advice for you you want to show love to sharon give 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 fathers you want to show love to your children give give and somebody was talking to me a school teacher was talking to me the other day and all the children in this class they all have the same complaint my father does not love me my mother does not love me because there is this this culture that we are in we don't know how to give to our children good gifts give say give give the proof of your, proof of your love is in giving God gave his son to prove his love for you Jesus gave his life to prove his love for you so love is measured in giving love is measured in in giving your time your your ability your your position your wealth love is measured in giving you want to measure love is measured in giving Jesus measured in giving he who loves much is forgiven much will love much he was measuring the giving of that woman worship was being measured are you with me are you with me giving is the evidence of blessedness hallelujah you're not blessed because you have you're blessed because you can give many people think that a person is called blessed because he has so much no you can a person can can have so much but he is not blessed unless he can give if you have the power to give that shows that you are it is more blessed to give than to receive look at that it is it is not about how much room you have to contain the things that you come in you don't have any room that you, you have to you have to let go you understand you're so blessed you don't have room to contain anything it is flowing are you with me it is not about how much a person has but how much you can give is the evidence of blessedness giving is the highest expression of worship 
God is not looking for honor with the lips. He is looking at the heart. Man, where your heart is, there your treasure is. These people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far. So God is not looking at the, the songs that you sang this morning. But he's looking at where your heart is. Because that's where your treasure is. And if your treasure is not given to him, he's not honored. Amen. Now, all this and more is found in the scripture. I'll, I'll read those things one more time. Giving is an overflow of your righteousness. Giving is to your advantage. Giving is the proof of your love. Giving is the evidence of true blessedness. Giving is the highest expression of worship. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm sparing you the references. It is Paul's desire about the Corinthian church that they will never be found short of this incredible gift. Paul desired this about the church. Because Paul was boasting about the Corinthian church to other churches. He spoke about even diligence in this connection. Let's, let's look at that scripture. Um, it's in the same passage. Paul encourages them to show to them the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. It's not in the same passage. Show to them who? The people are going to come with me. Show to them the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. Hallelujah. The man of God found reason to boast. I hope you will come to a place where I can boast about you. Amen. I desire to boast about you. And I believe it is not far. Amen. I believe it is not far. It is God's heart. It is God's heart concerning you. And if you look at the Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7. You make everything, we make everything spiritual. Yeah, we make everything spiritual and we think that this is not spiritual. Look at this, verse 7. But just as you abound in everything, in faith and utterance and... So read it together. In faith? Read it together. Loudly. Uh, utterance. Okay. Uh. Say also. I like that also. Just as you abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all earnestness and in the love we inspired in you, see that you abound in this gracious work. Say also. Also. You have to abound in this. The church must abound. We must abound. The church must be able to outgive everyone. The people in the church must be able to outgive everyone. When it comes to charity, when it comes to good works, the church must be able to outgive everyone in this world. And then today we look at uh, that foundation and this foundation and this, uh, uh, yeah, philanthropic, uh, uh, this trust and philanthropic movement and all. And we go like, wow, what kind of love, what kind of charity. I want to tell you, the church must be above all those things. This is God's desire. It's God's desire for us. I'm going to read. Uh, okay, let's keep it there. Something that I learned. One of the first lessons that I've learned in this. I still remember the very first time my pastor preached from this. This is in Luke chapter 6. Luke 6 and verse 38. Now some of these scriptures, we, we are so familiar with it and we kind of lose the charm of it. It's sad. Scripture must never lose its charm. Scripture must never lose its power. Amen. You must not get so familiar with God's word that you miss out on the power that it carries. This might be a very familiar scripture for you, but this must be your principle in life. Give, verse 38. Give. All of you say, read it together. Not like that. Say the way you're going to give. I'm not convinced you're going to give. Some of you, no, no, no. You don't sound like you're going to give at all. I'm telling you. I know it. I'm telling you. I can, I can hear it. 
Say the way which will convey you're going to give. Okay? Okay, one more time. Give. Better. One more time. Give. Ah, I'm liking it. One more time. Give. Yes, keep reading. Give. And it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, they will pour into your lap. For whatever measure you deal out to others, it will be dealt to you in return. Hallelujah. This is a, this is a principle. This is a principle. It, it cannot be altered. You can't help it. You may not want it, but you can't help it. This is how it works. This is God's principle. You give. Say give one more time. Give. One more time. Give. Don't let covetousness take over. One more time. Give. One more time. Give. Ah, that's good. And it will be given to you. Say it together. Good measure. Good measure. Hallelujah. Good measure. Say good measure. Press down. Shaken together. Running over. Hallelujah. This is God's desire for you. This is, what, this is where God wants you to be. This is where God wants you to be. This is where God wants you to be. Hallelujah. This is New Testament, I'm telling you. This is New Testament. This is where God wants you to be. And God is not against this. God is not against this. But the problem is, we are so in love with money. We can't go beyond the first line. Give, oh, give. Again, give. Give. That's where you get stuck. We, 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 we want the other side of the things, like, you know, the good measure, the, the running over, the press down, shaken together, all those things we want. But we can't go beyond the, the first word, give. So you don't have to do anything regarding the rest of it. What's the only thing you have to do? Give. The rest of it is God's principle. You don't have to worry about it. You can sleep. That's right. Even if you sleep after giving, these things will happen. Even if you sleep after doing this giving, these things will happen. Oh, please be convinced about it. Please, please, please be convinced about it. Try it out. Try it out. Live like this for a few years and then come back to me. Live like this for a few years and come back to me. Now I would love to meet every single man of God who taught me to give and tell them it worked for me. Well. I want to go and give them a hug. Thank you so much for teaching this. And I want to give and bless them also because they taught me to give. Say so give. give. Not like that. Don't let cover. One more time. Yeah. You should go out of this sanctuary with the same amplitude, the same intensity. Amen. Same desire. Hallelujah. Say one more time. Yeah. One more time. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I wish, I really wish God is putting uh, names in your heart. I really wish God is putting names in your heart. God is showing you faces right now as you say, one more time. I hope you have decided whom to give to. Somebody like, I can't see anybody. What would I say give? Ask the Lord. Lord, show me whom I should give to. Man. That's preparation. Amen. That is the arrangement that we are talking about. Amen. Preparation. Well arranged. Giving should be well arranged. Amen. Previously promised. Make that promise. Amen. Be bold to make that promise. Amen. Now some of you don't even know that there are people with need. In the church. Amongst the saints. There are people with need. Burning needs. And you're so disconnected from reality. You're living like, okay, everybody is sorted out. 
and I have my own life to take care of. No. God has seen what you have for somebody else. And if you're going to keep it to yourself, you're coveting what somebody else is in need of. You think only when we desire what somebody else already has, that is coveting. But the Bible just taught us, even when you prevent from giving, you're coveting somebody else's. Tell, help me on this. Even when you prevent yourself from giving, you're coveting somebody else's position. Proverbs 11, 24. There's one who scatters, yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due, but it results only in one. The generous man will be prosperous. There's only one line you need to put in your, in your office. There's one line. It'll sort every issue you have with giving. The generous man will be prosperous. Simple lesson. You can go back from your classes. Seriously. The generous man will be? Simple lesson, right? Next verse. Okay, next verse also. 26 also. He who withholds grain, the people will curse him. But blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's one who scatters it, it increases all the more. There is one who withholds what is justly due, but it results only in want. The generous man will be prosperous. I love this principle. The generous man will be? How can you be prosperous? Be generous. Give. Give. It's worship. It's worship. It's worship. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 11. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 11. If he sowed spiritual things in you, is it too much if he should reap material things from you? It's talking about how you must bless, uh, how you must give to those who are teaching you God's word. If he sowed spiritual things in you, is it too much? So what is bigger? Is, is spiritual things bigger or material things bigger? The problem is many of us are still thinking material things are bigger. Hello? That's right. That's right. It's the spiritual learning that you received which is bringing you material prosperity. Amen? It is not too much for you to bless a servant of God materially. Because if the person has blessed you spiritually, you are still in obligation to him. Feels good. Feels nice. Man, feels nice to speak some truth this morning. Now I encourage you, don't, don't, be a, don't be stingy in your giving. Don't be blind to these things. These are spiritual principles. If you don't know these things, you don't know the Bible. This must, be, this must be like, you know, foundational things that you practice every day in your life. No, every, I would encourage you, every week you must choose to bless somebody. Amen. If not every day. Every week, when I say every week, I'm talking about Sunday to Sunday. Every week you must choose to bless somebody. Over and above what you give normally. But bless somebody. In the kingdom. So this needs practice. Say practice. practice. Now just like you know. How the musicians will need practice. To sound good. The reason why the band sounds very good. Is because we practice. So if you want to really see. Perfection in these things. You must practice giving. Say practice. Practice, practice giving. Don't be the person who gives once in a year. Birthday or Christmas. Okay, Christmas time. Because everybody is giving cake. So I should also give cake. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. Jesus is the one who said, the poor you have with you? Say always. So the poor you have with you always. So he is talking, you want to give and you, you are talking about giving to the poor. Yes, you must do that always. Giving to the poor must be an everyday affair. Because that's, that's like the, the basic nugget in giving. Giving to the poor is the basic nugget in giving. It's the smallest fact in giving. But now we are talking about giving. Giving to the saints. Giving to those who teach you. 
Huh? Giving honor. That's why those the, uh, doubly esteeming. Giving double honor. All those things are the higher levels of giving. But we can't even go beyond the, the basics. Giving to the poor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward for the day where even before I stand up to teach about these things, you will say, I want to testify. Amen. I want to testify of how I benefited. I'm telling you, you just try. See, the only place in the, in the entire Bible where God says, try me on this is in the area of giving. Test me on this. He said, test me on this. You bring the tithes to the storehouse. Test me on this. Whether I will not open the storehouses in heaven, the floodgates of heaven. He said, test me on this. God is not afraid to make that challenge with you. Test me on this. Go ahead. Test me on this. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Say give. Say I want to worship. So I'm going to give. Say give. I'm measuring. One more time. Say give. Ah, but now you have the decibel meter with you. One more time, say give. Yes. yes. We should record the decibel meter. And then through the week, I should make you do this one more time. Next week, I should do, make you do this one more time. So we can really see who has grown in this. I want to take, take this time. Take a couple of minutes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Okay, let's, say, let's put this to practice. Application is more important than lessons, than theory. Put, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Yes, all of you, close your eyes. Close your eyes. All of you, close your eyes. And I want you to talk to God. Talk to God. Ask God. Ask God. Ask God to show you faces. Ask God to give you names. Ask God to put in your heart people to whom you want to give. It can be anything that you want to give. Something precious to you. But be a, let it be a radical giving. Let it be a radical giving. Not the usual kind of giving, but a radical giving. And ask the Lord, Lord, help me on this. I want to do this. I want to practice. From today on, I want to practice this. A radical giving. Something that is precious to you, something that is dear to you. It can be money, it can be something else, something... Now the Lord to give you a, a name or a face or a person. Even if the gift is not ready with you, make that promise before God prayerfully and show the boldness to go up to that person and say, I'm going to give you this. Not now, after service. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now those who have decided are going to see the benefits of it. God is going to take you to the next level of giving. Amen. You're going to experience that. You're going to experience it. God is going to take you to the next level when it comes to giving. Amen. You're going to thrive in this area of giving. Amen. People are going to boast about you giving. You're not going to borrow. You're going to give. You're going to lend to nations. That's right. You're going to lend to nations. That's how God's going to bless you. Today is a starting point for some of you. Amen. It's a renewal for some of you. It's a recommitment for some of you. But God is saying, I'm going to do something, something new. Something new when it comes to this in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for ministering to us, Lord. You have, you have ministered so many things to us. So many things. You're teaching us principles of giving, principles of sowing. And Lord, uh, you have spoken to us through dreams and visions, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving us so many visions to, to cherish and to, to look into in detail. Lord, I ask of you, Father, that you'll, um, that you'll minister to us. Clarity will come to us, Lord. Conviction will come to us, Lord, that we will burn with these visions. We will not, we will not just 
sleep on these things, but we will, we will be quickened. We will be quickened, awakened to the sight of these visions, Lord. You are about to do something new, something big. And Lord, I pray that none of us will miss out on that. Lord, I pray that you will, you will handpick, you will, you will um, raise leaders, you will raise volunteers, you will raise workers after your own heart. People with no ulterior motives or hidden agenda, but the ones who are unselfish, the ones who are given, completely given the word of God, completely given to the kingdom of heaven, who are fully in love with Jesus, not covetous, but the ones who are ready and willing and zealous and prepared to give themselves, to give everything, not just money or resources, but to give everything that they have for the kingdom. Thank you that you're raising such a generation, Lord. The impossible will be made possible. Those who know their God will do mighty exploits. Hallelujah. The knowledge of God, the knowledge of the Holy One, the knowledge of the Holy One will manifest as mighty exploits because He has granted to us everything pertaining to life and God is in the true knowledge of Jesus Christ. Everything that you need in life is found in Christ. Don't look elsewhere. Thank you, Pa. Thank you for everything that you do in our lives, Lord. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hello, this is Nisha Dilip Koshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.